This is Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Information without understanding is not very helpful. Talk with the doctor and feel like you're talking to a friend. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are listening live to your favorite health and wellness radio show, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa. I have been away for a few weeks taking care of business, TCV, but we are back live today. Did y'all miss me? I missed y'all. It was kind of weird not being uh, not being on the radio on Thursdays, my favorite day of the week. All righty, but we're back live and we're going to uh, keep pressing forward with uh, good shows for the rest of this season uh, as we are winding down our second season. I can't believe that I'm saying that, but it is what it is. All righty. As we usually do, we do our shout outs. And so I'll tell you, if you tell me where you are listening from, I will shout out your city. So here we go. Shout out to my number one fan. Hey, mom, I hope you are having an absolutely fabulous morning this morning. Shout out to my family and friends in Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Houston, Texas, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina, Ladson, South Carolina, Macon, Georgia, Pensacola, Florida, Center, Alabama, Chesapeake, Virginia, Seattle, Washington, Washington, D.C., Centerville, Virginia, Columbia, South Carolina, Phoenix, Arizona, San Antonio, Texas, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Opelika, Alabama, Lusby, Maryland, Newport News, Virginia, Temecula, California, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, College Park, Georgia, Hobbs, New Mexico, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Oxford, North Carolina, Woodbridge, Virginia, Gadsden, Alabama, Hampton, Virginia, Columbus, Georgia, Memphis, Tennessee, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, Baltimore, Maryland, Belize City, Belize, and Greenwood, Mississippi. How are y'all doing this morning? You can listen to this show live. As I said, we broadcast live from our studio here in Atlanta, Georgia, WWE Real 1100 AM. We also stream this show, www.real1100.com. You can watch us on Facebook. And hello to my Facebook family that's out there watching. Uh, and our Facebook page is Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. You can find us. We are live on Facebook now. And you can catch the rebroadcast of this show. This show rebroadcasts several times throughout the week on the Old Fashioned Health Network Facebook page, on the studio, uh, on the studio page, on the radio, and of course on our Facebook page. You can also find us on YouTube, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We are a proud part of the Old Fashioned Health Network and also a part of the 22.3 Takeover Vegas radio family, which broadcasts out of Las Vegas, Nevada. This show broadcasts out of Nevada, out of Las Vegas on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and is now heard in over 180 countries and by over a million listeners, which is incredible and I thank you all so much for your support in that in that endeavor you can follow us on social on Facebook we are Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa on Instagram at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa and on Twitter at Minutes Doctor so please tell us about tell people about our show tell a friend tell somebody you like tell somebody you don't like tell anybody who will listen about our show because of course on social media you know the numbers are what matters so before we took our little 
uh, our little break the first three weeks of April, um, I was telling you all about this show being nominated for an award. And so um, at the beginning of the month, the 22.3 Takeover Vegas Radio uh, had their third annual radio awards and we were nominated for several awards and did win an award. Uh, We won for Best New Radio Personality, which is incredible. And And I thank all of you all who voted and supported. So, however... I did not get to go to the ceremony and I was so devastated to go because I was so excited. I remember telling you all about it and I had picked out an outfit and all of that. I mean, I was going to be fly y'all. Y'all just weren't even, they weren't even ready for me out in Las Vegas, but I had it all together, bag packed, bagged at the door, ready to go, all of that and flight gets canceled. Yeah. And it was the last flight out of the night. And I could not find another flight that would get me to Las Vegas uh, in time for the ceremony. So that was a little bit of disappointment. But nevertheless, it was a fabulous evening uh, for my my fellow nominees and winners. And as always, it is an honor to be recognized, um, especially since we are new in this in this space. But there's always next year, right? So we are going to uh, pray that everything is all together and settled. And we're going to do and do that next year. I am looking forward to. Uh, but we will still be uh, broadcasting out of Las Vegas live um, a few times out of the year. Um, because as you know, Las Vegas is one of my favorite cities to visit. Uh, and I have even more reason to go now uh, just to visit our, my second home there at 22.3 Takeover Vegas Radio. So moving into our next segment, um, you know, like I said, we used to do our COVID update where I would share numbers. But as things are progressing with that, we're going to kind of scale back from just the numbers and talk about things that you need to know. So this segment is called You Need to Know. And it's just a few little snippets of, um, you know, news that relates to health. And so here we go with a COVID update. Um, So the mask guidelines. So the last guidelines as of last week uh, revealed that about 70% of the people in the United States can remove their masks indoors and outdoors. And so I'll tell you a couple weeks ago, I was in Memphis, Tennessee for work and it felt surreal. Like everywhere I went, no one had a mask on. And I was a little freaked out and people were looking at me like, what's wrong with her? Why does she have on a mask? Um, And, you know, I I still continue to wear mine because I personally am just not ready to be a part of the maskless world just yet. But I hope to to um, to get there because it it is it was nice to see, but it was a little bit strange because it's been two years. Right. Of of us wearing our masks and not being able to see a, a full face of a person. So, as I said, 70% of us uh, live in counties that have, uh, you know, low incidences of uh, new cases and hospitalizations and that kind of thing. And that is what um, has led the CDC to make that recommendation. But 70% is not 100%. So, 
there are 30% of us who are still living uh, in, um, in high case rate areas. And so you can check the CDC website um, to see where you live um, and if you should still be masking indoors and outdoors based upon where you live. Um, in, in travel news, so several airlines have lifted their masking requirements. So the following domestic airlines um, say you don't have to wear a mask on the plane anymore. And they are American, Alaska Airlines, Delta Airlines, Frontier Airlines, United Airlines, JetBlue Airlines, Spirit Airlines, Southwest Airlines, and Hawaii Airlines, or Hawaiian Airlines, excuse me, um, say you don't have to wear your mask on the plane anymore. So now you still may have to wear your mask inside the airport. Um, because that is under the local jurisdiction, jurisdiction, excuse me. So, you know, you kind of just take it with you just in case you still need it, right? Internationally, um, some airlines have lifted their mask requirements and some have a kind of a floating uh, re mask requirement. So it depends on where you are taking off from and depends on where you are flying to, what your destination is, as to whether you need to wear a mask. So for British Airlines and Virgin Airlines, they are in that it depends on where you're coming from, where you're going um, situation. But EasyJet, Jet2, and Norwegian say, take your mask off and enjoy the flight. Um, and so that is going to be uh, different to see as well. And I see some of my Facebook family are saying that they're still wearing their mask. Yeah, I'm with y'all. I'm still wearing mine too, um, because I am just not, like I said, I'm just not there yet. So in vaccine news, so I don't know if you all heard the news today, uh, but Moderna, who um, makes a COVID vaccine, is now uh, uh, petitioning to the FDA, the Federal Drug Administration, uh, to have an emergency authorization for the use of the COVID vaccine in the underage five, uh, underage, under five-year-old group, age group. Um, so they are the group that thus far has not had um, a vaccine offered to them. So, so we'll have to see with that how that uh, how that comes apart, how that comes out. Excuse me. And of course, you know, I will be um, watching for the release of that and looking at the data, and I will report to that uh, that to you all as soon as I have that information. But for the rest of us, um, a second booster is now available and is available for the following groups. So adults age 50 and older, uh, people who are 12 years and older and have uh, an immunocompromised state. Uh, so, for example, if you have a problem with your immune system or if you are on immune suppressed drugs, so for example, drugs for cancer um, would be one broad, um, broad category, then you qualify for your second booster no matter what your age as long as you're over 12. And people who um, got two doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine uh, are now eligible for their second booster. And I believe the only second booster that is approved is the, um, the Pfizer-BioNTech is, is the approved uh, booster. The first booster is also available for everyone 12 and older who got their first sets of vaccinations, no matter what what. Um, what product you got. So if you got the Pfizer-BioNTech or Moderna or Johnson & Johnson, um, you are eligible. If you completed that first series, you're eligible for your first booster if you're over 12. 
Um, and as I said, the Pfizer BioNTech product is available for everyone five years and older. Um, but no booster is yet approved for the 5 to 11-year-old age group. And, of course, the primary vaccine series has not yet been approved for children under 5, but Moderna is submitting that petition or has submitted that petition. In terms of our COVID status, Dr. Fauci uh, has stated that the U.S. is, quote-unquote, out of the pandemic phase. So what does that mean? It does not mean that COVID is over. Let me say that again. COVID is still out here, folks. So, you know, I worked in the ER last night, diagnosed two cases, uh, two new cases of COVID. So it's still happening. Um, and one of those cases was in a child, um, actually. And so, you know, you still want to use use your common sense and protect yourself, protect your loved ones. Um, you know, the good thing is, is that I'm not seeing it as rampant as as we did see. And that is definitely reassuring. But it is still happening. So COVID is COVID is not over. Um, but what Dr. Fauci meant was that we are in a transition phase um, that hopefully will result in transitioning us from being in a pandemic into an endemic phase, right? Because COVID is not going to go away probably ever, right? It is here and it will be a part of our lives, just like the common cold, just like the flu virus, um, you know, it will be there. So now what does endemic mean? So it means where a disease is regularly found amongst a, a population or a group of people or a certain area. Um, so but the rates of that infection are static. So they're not rising, they're not falling, they're just kind of just holding steady, right? Um, and so for example, the common cold virus is a virus that is an endemic virus. So it is amongst us, people get it. Very rarely does anything devastating happen for, from it. You may feel bad, you get over it, you move on. Um, and so that is hopefully where we are progressing. But of course, we'll have to watch and see what the numbers look like now that everybody is allowed to be maskless uh, in places. So this segment has been brought to you by Freeman Moore Medical Consultants, your premier disability application specialist. You can find them on the web at www.freemanmoremedical.com. If you are just tuning in, you are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and we will be right back after a short break. At Just for Pets Wellness Center, our expert veterinary team provides personal, professional, and compassionate services to your beloved pets. You can rely on us for pet wellness exams, medical care and treatments, dentistry, and surgical care. We provide a clean, safe, and caring environment for dogs, cats, and pocket pets with exceptional care, always the standard. We're doggone good and the cat's meow. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America.
thinking of a master plan Cause ain't nothing but sweat inside my hands So I dig into my pocket, all my money spent So I get deep up, still coming up with lint So I start my mission, leave my residence thinking Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back If you are just tuning in, you are listening live to your favorite health and wellness radio show Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa And before we get into our money and medicine segment uh, I have to ask our new sound engineer, Miss Jasmine To forgive my rudeness So, as you all know Greg has been our sound engineer since we uh, started on the air. And so today we welcome Miss Jasmine to our team. Welcome, Miss Jasmine. Thank you so much for being a part of the team today. So now let's talk about paying off debt. <sighs> that just sounds just so lovely, doesn't it? It sounds like a great idea. But think about all of that disposable income that you would have if you didn't have any bills, bills, right? Oh, my gosh. I just think about all the things that I would do. And that would probably be a problem, which is why I'm glad we're having this segment today. But somehow, and while it sounds good to pay off all of your debt, something tells me it's not as easy as it sounds. Now, the question becomes, should we really aspire to be debt free from all forms of debt? Our financial expert, who will be on the line with us shortly, our friend from Northwestern Mutual, Mr. Brian Ford, um, will answer that question for us, that and other questions. But first, as I always do, I researched uh, a few questions of my own. So once you pay off a debt, how long does it take for your credit score to improve, right? Because that's the whole thing. It's like we want to pay off debt to have better credit and have more credit worthiness and all of that, right? Um, and so the answer that I found is it usually takes about one to two months, sometimes up to three, depending upon the timing of the billing cycle of your loan uh, and the monthly reporting process from that loan processor, right? So you can pay it off today and it may not show up for a while um, there, but eventually it will show up. So that's a good thing, right? So the next question is, and this actually actually happened to me. Um, why did my credit score drop after paying off my debt? So many years ago, I thought I was doing the smart thing, paid off all of my credit cards and closed the accounts. So that way I would not get back into credit card debt trouble. So, you know, y'all can judge me if you want to, but all of us have been in college and had a credit card that had way more credit limit than you really should have had because you weren't responsible with it. I'm not the only one, but I'm going to stand in my truth. Y'all can, if you want to come on in. Um, and yeah, and it hurt my credit score and I was devastated because I thought I was doing the responsible thing. So here we go. Your credit score is calculated using a specific formula and there are several factors that contribute to the credit score formula and paying off debt does not positively affect all of them. So paying off debt can actually negatively impact your credit score if it changes your credit mix, your credit utilization, or your average account age. Stuff I did not know when I thought I was being so smart. So what is your credit mix? So creditors like to see that you can manage various types of debt, right? So you have revolving debt, such as your credit cards, right? Which have no endpoint in sight in terms of when you will pay it off. Um, and you, you know, charge something and you pay on it or pay it off and charge again, you know, over and over and over again, like a revolving door. 
And then there is installment debt. So installment debt has a set time limit. So for example, you go to uh, finance an auto, a car, right? So you're gonna do that for 48 months, finite period of time. Your mortgage is gonna be 30 years, finite period of time. So those are the two broader categories um, of the types of debt that creditors like to see you have. So variety is the key there, right? So eliminating a type of debt can adversely affect your credit mix and hence result in a lower credit score. Now, closing an account can lower my credit score. I'm here to tell you, babies, yes. Yes, it can. Closing an account can lower the length of time in which you have had credit because that is one of the factors that the, um, the creditors are looking at, like how long have you had credit and how long have you been in good standing, right? Um, and so only accounts that are open and in good standing positively affect your score. So if you close the account, it's almost like you're starting from day zero all over again, even if you've had this card for five or 10 years. You pay it off and close it, you're starting over from zero and then that looks like you have not had credit so we're not going to give you any credit and you know it, it just it's crazy but anyway will obtaining a new loan help to boost my score not necessarily so again your history your credit history is the key so what are the factors that go into calculating my fico credit score and there are five things uh, your payment history, which accounts for 35% of your score. Your credit utilization or the amount owed accounts for 30%. The length of your credit history accounts for 15%. Your credit mix, revolving versus installment, accounts for 10%. And any new credit accounts for 10%. And so, of course, you know, you have, um, you know, the credit inquiries, like how many people are looking at your credit that affects your credit score as well. So now, are you as confused as I am? Because it seems like being financially responsible, as I thought I was being that time, and paying off your debt would be a good thing and you would be rewarded because we gave you this debt, you managed it well, you paid it off, and there you are. Not so fast. That's not how it works. But it's sad because it kind of seems like keeping debt will help you become more credit worthy. So by being in debt, you can be given the privilege to incur more debt. And that just doesn't sound right. But when we come back from a, a brief break, our friend and financial expert, Mr. Brian Ford of Northwestern Mutual, will help us make sense of it all. But before we go, let me tell you about a new sponsor we have. The Buckhead Injury Wellness Institute, located at 5825 Glen Ridge Drive here in Atlanta, is a group practice that specializes in pain management. Their holistic approach to pain management encourages their patients to grow towards wellness. They are accepting new patients by appointment only and can be reached at 404-537-3452 or find them on the web at www.buckheadinjurywellnessinstitute.com. And of course, I will post this link on our social. We'll be right back after a brief break. Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. 
please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening live to your favorite health and wellness radio show, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. And today is our money and medicine segment sponsored by Northwestern Mutual. And we have our good friend and financial expert, Mr. Brian Ford on the line. Mr. Ford, good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you? How are you? It feels like forever. I'm good. I'm good. So we are talking about... I am out of debt, and what do I do now? So in doing my research, as I was saying in in the segment leading up to this, it seems a little bit confusing, right? So should we, I'm just going to ask just the broad question, should we really aspire to be, quote unquote, debt free? Mm, Great question. Um, It really boils down to a personal choice. So when you talk to wealthy and affluent individuals, the word leverage comes up quite a bit. Ah. And so, you know, some people are of the philosophy and thought and belief of just paying in cash for everything and not having any form of debt Mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form. And then you have a completely separate crowd who would prefer to use someone else's money instead. Even if they have their own money, they're saying, hey... I'd rather leverage someone else's money and have my money doing something else instead um, to have my money at work. And so it really becomes a game of numbers, and it's really just a a hard decision for individuals. Interesting. You know, because I was thinking about, you know, like some debt. So, for example, I'm looking at, you know, the the quote-unquote good debt. So, for example, your mortgage. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that gives you not only, you know, are you getting all of the advantages of home ownership, but then there's also the tax advantage. You know, when it's time to do your taxes, you get to count your mortgage interest there. Right. So if you pay off your mortgage, that's one benefit that goes away. Now, granted, it's great to have your house, you know, that you just own it free and clear. Um, But, you know, I'm wondering, like, you know, what are the pitfalls in your opinion the pitfalls of of getting ourselves completely out of debt um i mean not necessarily a pitfall but one one being definitely exactly what you mentioned on the tax side of things is you know you don't get to write off mortgage interest or anything but you you still got property taxes like that's not going away just because you paid off your mortgage so you still have an opportunity to write that off as well good point good point Um, but then, you know, when, when you start looking at looking at it through the lens of an entrepreneur, you know, having a, a business that you run, there's going to be other elements to your business, depending on how you file your taxes as well, to where it opens the door to still be able to write off quite a bit of things. Okay. But now for those of us that don't own businesses, what, 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 yeah, what yeah. for, what for those folks? Yeah, you're you're going to be a lot more limited. Um, and that's where, um, you know, maybe the, the stock market can kind of come into play to where you're leveraging um, 
like soft harvesting stuff to where now you got some duds in your portfolio and you can, you know, write those losses off to, to lower your tax bill. Mm. Um, and that, that can happen, you know, regardless if you own a business or not. Okay. So now you have mentioned the word leverage a couple times. And so I just kind of want to pause right here. And could you explain to us what what that means in terms of our finances and in terms of our debt? What does what does leveraging what does that mean? Yeah. So the, the classic example of that would be um, like a house, to, to your point, where it's like, hey, instead of sinking all of your money into the house for a home that you're just living in, you're just laying your head on the pillow at night, mm-hmm. and that all, all of that cash is trapped in the house and the equity in the home. Okay. Well, you know, now granted, interest rates have you know shifted quite a bit here recently, but let's Certainly. say you refinanced your home and maybe you were able to lock in a, you know, two and a half, three percent interest rate on, on the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And so now you can leverage the bank's money with the mortgage and the same money that you would have had to just pay off the house, you redeploy it elsewhere to outpace the cost of that, that mortgage. So now you got your money invested, earning, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever percentage or rate of return that you're gonna get that's gonna be greater than the mortgage that you have. And so that would be mathematically that would be a much better use of your money. So basically you are taking money that would be used for one thing and using it for a second purpose in order to increase your income or equity or whatever the case may be, like in the case in the example of the house. Am I understanding you correctly? Exactly. So Very let's good. say you took the money and you invested it into the stock market instead. And okay. you know that S P five hundred index over, you know, the past twenty, thirty years, let's just say you get right around eight percent. So it's like you're earning 8% with your money invested, um, but then the cost of that mortgage is only costing you 2.5%. And so now you got, you know, the difference of that, you got 5.5% of growth over time with your money at work being in in the stock market versus it just sitting in the house not doing anything. Interesting. Hmm. That'll be another show of how we we leverage. We're going to do that. All righty. So now, when we talk about credit and credit worthiness um, because I shared that, you know, when I was a younger person, I decided I was going to pay off all of my credit card debt and <laughs> close the accounts. Now, I did not discuss this, so I'm going to say this, you know, because I know my mother's listening. I did not discuss this with my mother, who is a very financially savvy woman. Uh, and so she's going to be like, if you had asked me, I would have told you, but I didn't ask. So that's why I didn't know. So there we are. I've, I've admitted it, right? Um, but I closed my accounts because I thought, you know, I'm going to get out of debt and stay out of debt by closing these out. Because I knew if I paid them off and I still had the card, well, there you are. And, you know, I was not as disciplined as I am now, um, you know, that I knew that I would have that card and that would be an option for me to run that debt up again. Right. And I spent all of this trying to get out of the debt. So why would I do that? So I closed the account, checked my credit score, you know, my credit report. You know, I do that yearly. And my score was just like decimated. What advice do you have for people who are doing that? So, you know, from from a financial expert's uh, standpoint, Paying off your credit card is is a good thing, I guess, because then that opens up some disposable income for you, right? 
Um, yep. But you also at the same time want to protect your credit worthiness. What tips would you give for us for that? So in that scenario, I would say, you know, definitely celebrate you paying off the card. But instead of closing the account altogether, leave the account open and maybe don't don't even take the card out in public. Just keep it in the drawer, you know, chop up the card and don't use it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to your point, what was happening with your FICO score when you make the decision to close the account, you're adverse, the way the scoring system in FICO works, you're adversely impacting like 80% of your score but yep. between payment history, the utilization ratio, and the history, like all of those are driven down because you close the account. Yep. So just that's about virtue of just leaving it open. You know, you keep your FICO score high because now the utilization is down, the payment history is good, and, you know, that length of time that you have that account open, the longer you that's leave it open, it's only going to be beneficial to you. So I say just keep it open and don't use it. Keep it open and don't use it. That is the hard part right there. Mm -hmm. So now we have paid off our debt. And I'm like, this is like fantasy talk for me. But anyway, we have (laughs) we have paid off our debt. Right. And we may still be working. So we have all of this disposable income. What should we do with that income? Certainly. So this is when things get fun in the you know your entire financial life, and so some some of it you know you may find yourself playing catch up from you know just building your balance sheet, if you will, to where it's like all right, now we got to make sure we're in a good position to where eventually you can stop working and you know do you have enough assets to do so if you don't then you know go full throttle to play catch up on some of that stuff okay or if you're already in a healthy space um with regard to that and i've had this happen with clients as well to where those conversations evolve and now you're talking about you know stop working sooner than you originally anticipated to where now you're driving the, the age back sooner than you originally anticipated and if, if you're you know, just wired to work and you're like, yeah, that's, that's not going to be my story. Then, then the conversation shifts into being more philanthropic and charitable and how can you start giving away, um, you know, some of the, the fruits that you have that, that are extra. Hmm. And of course, that, that helps on the tax side of things as well. Right, right. Because, you know, that that is, um, I, I'm seeing that, that the more generous you are, you know, and because I see this with like major, you know, mega wealthy people that they give tons and tons and tons and tons of their money away. Um, and, you know, we like to think that they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart because they're good people and they want to help good causes. But there is also that that tax benefit part of it that, you know, the more you give away, the more benefit you actually have in terms of reducing your your tax burden. Absolutely. So all of these yep. things are just kind of counterintuitive. And I'm like, you. Yeah, this is why I don't do money in finance, because this just <laughs> I, I am a linear thinking person. So this is just something that just blows my mind that, you know. So now one of the things that I saw when I was doing my research was about people who pay off their debt and then end right back in debt again. What mm-hmm. advice do you have for us in terms of once we have accomplished this amazing feat, 
how do we stay out of debt? Because, you know, you have all of this disposable income. And so it's like, you know, I can see someone who, you know, has worked for, you know, 30, 40 years and, you know, they they've been responsible and done all of the things, all of the adulting um, that we should do. And now they've paid off their debt. The kids are grown and on their own and doing well in life. And now you have all of this disposable income. I could see myself going completely bananas. And just living a good life and, you know, on a new continent every week or whatever the case may be, you know, just something completely outrageous because that's me. But and I could see myself completely being back like, y'all, I got to go back to work. Oh, my gosh. What can we do to keep ourselves from having to dig ourselves out of that debt hole again once we've done it once? Certainly. So there, there's a few things that, that you can definitely do. One is just being crystal clear about your habits and rituals around, you know, spending, if you will. Okay. Just natural human nature, we always have the ability to want more. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you don't um, understand your habits, then you'll allow just that innate ability to creep in. And you'll just keep buying more expensive stuff just because you can, which can lead you right back into, you know, the same original predicament you had. Hmm. Um, One solution that um, I've had shared with me through, like, mentors over the years is essentially identify your ideal lifestyle, whatever it may be. Okay. And then draw a circle around it and say, okay, here's, here's my level of contentment. And once you've achieved that, don't allow that circle to expand and get bigger. Hmm. Once you hit hit that level, now you're essentially evolved to the place where you you should be giving away more because there's no need you just consuming everything while while you're here. Hmm. I'm going to write that down. Level of contentment. Because I have not had that conversation with myself as to what that looks like and I don't know if a lot of people have because I think you know especially if you are young or middle-aged you know especially if you're young and starting out you know you aren't looking to you you can't really see 30 years down down the road or 40 years down the road and and imagine what life looks like right you know because Mm -hmm. a lot of us are still you know having our lotto lotto fantasy dreams there which you know by the way lotto is like at 400 million not that i'm paying attention to it or anything like that i'm just letting y'all know that this is what i saw on the billboard right um yeah i will be leaving here and going and buying a ticket but just one just for fun just to see if maybe you know i don't know but i'm still going to work friday i'm still going back to work tomorrow you know just in case right so now as we conclude this segment, are there any other pieces of advice that you would like to give us about our debt-free life? Um, I mean, again, with, with all of this stuff, especially once you have gotten to the place where you really are debt-free and, you know, kudos to the folks who do manage to navigate getting to that point you know, on their own. And with some expertise and guidance, you'll essentially just watch your balance sheet multiply itself um, just mm-hmm. by knowing exactly what you should do versus trying to figure it all out on your own. So, so I, I would I would say lean on on some expert expertise when it comes to some of this stuff. So 
for you all who are listening, what Mr. Ford is saying is that before you become debt free, perhaps you should sit down with someone like him or our many friends at Northwestern Mutual uh, to have a conversation of what that looks like for you and to strategize how you get there. Did I, did I sum that up right, Mr. That, Ford? That, that is correct. Very yeah. good. Very good. As always, I thank you so much for lending your expertise, and I look forward to our money conversation next month. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Ford of Northwestern Mutual. Thank you so much, Mr. Ford. Everybody. All righty, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope you all, you know, have gotten that together about how we can be. And so we have taken you all through this this journey of talking about debt. If you've been following us from the beginning, um, you know, we've been doing this just about every month, uh, talking about money and medicine. And, you know, people have asked me, why are you talking about money on a health show? Because financial health is health, right? Because if your money isn't right, it kind of doesn't matter about the rest of it because other things will 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 follow um, disastrously, uh, unfortunately. So hope you all have been following along and have enjoyed this series. I look forward to working more in the future with Mr. Ford to bring you more topics about how you can be better with your money and have good financial health as well. And I am I'm thankful for that partnership and friendship um, with our friends at Northwestern Mutual. So you should check them out. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I have benefited uh, from Mr. Ford's expertise. And, you know, I'm pleased to say that I'm not going to have to work right up to lunch the day of my funeral um, due to his expert guidance uh, with my little coins that I have have entrusted him with. All righty. We will be right back after a break to wrap up the show. You are listening to. Be sure to listen to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In the Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. Learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Then let's talk about your health. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. 
These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at nmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out. Welcome back. You are listening live to your favorite health and wellness radio show, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa. And we just finished yet another amazing money and medicine session with our friend, Mr. Brian Ford of Northwestern Mutual. And, you know, I always learn so much, and I hope you all do do too. Um, and, and I hope you all get a kick of, um, you know, my transparent moments. Uh, there because, you know, and, and like, you know, people that know me personally know, you know, that I believe very strongly in being transparent. Like, I don't want to present myself as this perfect person that has it all together because there are people who will tell the truth on me if I don't tell it on myself. Um, but, you know, because we are all we're all human and we're all going through an experience here. Right. Um, and making mistakes and, and learning from those mistakes, I hope. Uh, and, and always improving ourselves. And so, you know, that is what I hope you get out of these sessions. Um, you know, just ways to kind of, you know, understand that, you know, it's okay. Even if your health situation, your financial situation, whatever it may be, um, you know, that these things, life is what it is, right? So, alrighty, we are going to get into our vitamin C segment. So, Again, transparency, going to share a little bit today. So this past weekend, I had the distinct honor of being initiated into the Atlanta alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And in doing so, I fulfilled a, a decades long desire to add my name to a long roster of fabulous, talented, dynamic women who were and are ardent champions of the black community on every level. Uh, you know, the things that I have learned um, about my sorrows has, has just blown my mind and inspired me in, in so many ways to just, you know, go harder and do better and be better. But I have to tell you all, and here's here's the the transparency piece, right? Um, the first time I applied to add my name to this roster, many, 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 many years ago, I was not accepted. And the sting of that rejection was, to my younger self, just absolutely devastating, right? 
Um, because up until that point, I had enjoyed a, a good run of success that most things that I had tried had worked out well, uh, right? You know, hadn't really had a whole, whole lot of failure uh, up until that point. And so, you know, it was difficult for me to navigate um, that, you know, that, that situation, right? Because anytime you don't get something that you want, you know, there's always the the point of introspection, I guess, um, or maybe being beating yourself up a little bit of, you know, why not me? Why wasn't I good enough? Why wasn't I chosen? Why didn't I get the job? You know, why doesn't this boy love me? You know, whatever the case may be, right? But the desire to serve um, was never, ever extinguished. Um, and, you know, people that know me know, um, know the work that I have done. And so we fast forward to this year to this moment and here I am as as a member um, of the sorority and and I am just very proud and happy um, about that so why did I share this story other than to tell you that I'm now Delta that's that's not it I don't I don't do the brag thing so but here it is there's a lesson um, a lesson that I discovered about myself that I want to share with you all so there are many times in our lives where rejection will happen right so romantic advances or affections you know the one that you love doesn't love you back um you know you'll apply for jobs and not get them right and because you'll think that this is i'm perfect for this job this is the job that's perfect for me and no doesn't happen right um, school applications, so you'll have your dream college that you'll want to get into. And, you know, for some of my friends who have, um, you know, high school juniors and seniors that are going through that, you know, to see your children go forward and apply for things and not get them, you know, can be can be devastating for you as well as for them. Um, you know, scholarships, you know, I didn't get the loan, you know, I want to start this business and I didn't get, didn't get it. You know, you get it, right? Rejection stinks, basically. It just does not feel good, but it is a very powerful tool for building back better, right? And through this experience, it has been demonstrated once again to me that number one, God's timing is always perfect and delayed is not denied. So whatever your dream is, keep pushing towards it. Thank you all so very much for joining me for my favorite hour of the week. I look forward to talking with you all again next week. So until now, until then, uh, or between now and then, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and take care. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week. Music.